The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Hello and good afternoon and welcome, everyone. I just had an opportunity to say another college goodbye and I'm wishing all of the students, all of the new freshmen going in and anyone that's returning to college. It is the season for everyone being off, being sent off to college. So I wish you all the best of luck and on starting this new adventure. My best advice was to do a prank a week in college because that's what I was famous for. So um, it's always fun to see and, uh, and see the, the students and see how excited they are and how nervous they are about starting this new adventure. I'm also honored that you are choosing to spend your time, this time, this moment, listening to this show right here and right now. It's a privilege for me to be with all of you today. And over the weekend, I learned that we have some growing loyal listeners to the show. I'm thrilled about that. And I'm thrilled that the word of empowerment is spreading. So please keep sharing the link to this show so that our audience continues to grow very quickly and reaches a larger and larger audience each and every week. That's how we continue. And we need sponsors to keep the show going as well. So let's keep the word of empowerment spreading. Now, as you know, we begin the show with the boomerang effect, and the boomerang effect is exactly what you visualize it to be. It is, in life, what we put out is equivalent to what we get back. And since today's topic has to do with navigating through adversity, I felt it would be a good idea to look at the boomerang that you're throwing out during adverse times. So just consider this for a moment when you're going through some stress or adversity, which we all do, uh, and I'm fully aware because I've had I've dealt with tremendous amount of adversity this year, and I know how stifling adversity can be in your life, and thus the reason why I wanted to bring some of the tools and tips forward today is to share with you um, how to ease into this a little bit more, how to be able to navigate through that, those adverse times so that you can support yourself most importantly. I'm also aware that it can be difficult uh, and can feel you know, overwhelming t- uh, when adversity comes and it seems to keep coming and coming at you. So this show is especially important for those of you that are experiencing the overwhelming continued effects of adversity. The boomerang that you want to throw out during adverse times is one of what you want in the long run. And I'm going to repeat that. 
the boomerang that you want to throw out during adverse times is one that you want in the long run. So if you keep that in mind, um, I'll give you an example. I remember years ago, my son was going through depression and feeling really down. And there were times that he just felt like he couldn't continue anymore. And as difficult as those times were in our lives, especially in his own life, um, I threw out a boomerang of happiness for him. And believe me when I tell you, some days it was really much more challenging than others to do that. But I would sit early every morning and envision with all my heart him thriving, laughing, happy, and engaged with friends. Now, as I mentioned earlier, some days this was harder than others, and I certainly understand those of you who are going through adverse times, that it is more difficult than others to do this, um, especially when the emotional toll is high. But I want to encourage you and uh, tell you to please continue that habit daily, even giving thanks for that happy day to come, for that breakthrough moment uh, to come. So even he was in a mindset of difficulty and was uncertain if he could ever really see happiness again. However, the faith of that boomerang of happiness, uh, no doubt, not, not his doubt, is what I clung to. I will also tell you that for me, it's always important to speak what's really going on with my support network of friends. And I have a tremendous support network. I encourage all of you to, to create one of your own uh, support networks for yourself so that you have a chance to empty out because I'm, t- I'm the type of person who really needs to empty out first pri- prior to throwing out that what I want boomerang. But it's a habit to put into immediate practice while you're experiencing adversity. Don't look at what you currently see, but rather look at what you want to see, what you expect to see, what you know your life can be like without the adverse times. I also want to give all of you a really exciting update. It's been a year since Becca Herzog has been on the radio show. And Becca is my second cousin. And last year, um, right, right around this time, she was about to receive a bone marrow transplant for her second bout of leukemia. Becca is someone who's amazing during adversity. Every day she would wake up on her over 100 days in the hospital last year. She would get dressed up, put makeup on, make sure that when she did have hair that she did her hair so that she would feel better. This was one of her things that she, one of her pieces of advice that she gave to people who are going through adverse times is to really just make sure that you feel good and you look good so that it makes you feel better about yourself. Her hospital room was filled with pastel posters, inspiring notes and flowers and balloons. And she surrounded herself with positive messages to help her to heal from the second round of this disease. Now, Becca did everything to support her outcome. And she even encouraged the masses to pray for her every single day. And she continues to do so. She's got a website where she puts 
uh, updates on the website so that people can click on the updates and be able to see what's going on in her life. Becca's one-year checkup is on August 28th. So I'm requesting from our wonderful listeners that we throw out a boomerang of perfect health for Becca. And the other exciting news is that she just got engaged and she's planning her wedding for next July. So that is um, certainly going to keep her on that very happy, elevated, uplifting uh, energy to support her healing. Now let's continue to discuss the practical tips and tools about navigating through adversity. And this is a show today where you may want to have a pen and paper handy to allow yourself to make some notes about what is really going on in your life and what you can do to help and support yourself uh, during these times of adversity. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you eight steps that you can take starting right here, right now, in order to help get through these adverse times. So I want you to understand that there'll be some uh, exercises and tools that we are going to give, but I want to give you those eight steps, kind of give you some examples throughout. And at at the end of the show today, I will make uh, take time to be able to kind of review the steps as long as I don't talk too much. (laughs) So the first step in your navigation process uh, is to step inward into your body and to identify the adversity that is causing you to feel stress. So step inward and identify the adversity that's causing you to feel stress. So we're going to do this right now and I'm going to take you through about a four-minute introspective journey. So let's take a moment for you to relax and get comfortable. And let's begin like we always do to deepen your breath and watching the natural rise and fall of your breath. And with each breath that you take, notice that is causing you to relax further and deeper more into yourself. Now just feel your connection to your body and to the life force energy that exists within your body. And it is this very energy that sustains you. So just allow yourself to really get present with yourself. And with your eyes closed, just scan your body to determine where inside your body you are holding any form of stress. It can be an organ, the skin, a body part, but it is somewhere inside your body where your stress is concentrated inside of you. Now go to that stressed part of your body. Allow yourself to feel the stress that is being held there. If this stress has a face, allow the face to be seen now and name the face out loud or on your piece of paper. And if this stress has an experience, allow the stress to be experienced now. 
just breathe and see what is causing the stress within you now. And as you feel it, I want you to expand that stress within your body. And then I want you to just empty out what the stress is saying. Speak out loud into the room what the stress is telling you. What does the stress want you to know? Oftentimes, the stress is like a young child that is wanting your attention, pulling on a pant leg. And so this is our chance to allow that stress to be heard. And if you don't have the opportunity, if you're at work right now, if you don't have the opportunity to voice things out loud, just jot it down on the paper. Because what we want to do is to identify what this is about and what it's trying to tell you. So go ahead and take a moment and jot it down or speak it into the room out loud. So what I want you to understand is that before you go into any positive emotion or positive connection to what's happening as a result of the stress, it's first really important for you to allow yourself the opportunity to empty or as I like to connect with my clients and say, today we get a chance to empty the garbage out And have the garbage man kind of take it away so that then we can fill back up with the positive emotion that we're looking for. This is the important first step in in identifying your cause of stress. Now that you've allowed yourself to identify the stress and where it is being held in your body to begin to empty it out, then we will move into step two of navigating adversity And we're going to take a quick break right now, and I will return with step two in navigating adversity. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. 
Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And welcome back. We are talking about navigating through adversity today. And we have eight steps to navigating through adversity. Our first step was to identify the adversity that is causing you to feel stress inside your body and identify where you're holding on to that stress inside your body. So we just did a little visualization on doing that. So if you need to catch up, go ahead and take some time to do so because we are headed into step two. Number two, this is important in navigating adversity, and that is to shift your mindset about the stress by proclaiming its value in your life. And I recently read a book called Bounce Back by Sonia Riccati. And in her book, Sonia says that I don't know when you're, when you're experiencing some form of stress or adversity, she says it this way, I don't know why this is happening, but one thing I know for sure, something great huge, amazing, something way bigger than me is going to come out of this because I'm not going through all this stuff for nothing. And I really loved that statement. I'm going to repeat it. I don't know why this is all happening, but one thing I know for sure, something great, huge, amazing, something way bigger than me is going to come out of this because I'm not going through all this stuff for nothing. That is not just a positive statement, but really a proclamation of, hey, I want to get to the other side of this to see from that other vantage point what the value of this stress and adversity is. And this is really proclaiming that there's a greater and higher purpose for your stress and that you will understand that something really great will come from this tremendous adversity. And um, one of my favorite quotes that I have hanging up on my desk, I know I've mentioned this many times on the show before, is um, it's from Edgar Tolle and he talks about uh, seeing this, the, the, the seed of greatness through this difficulty and actually asking for the ability to see what it is. What is the seed of greatness? What is the value? What am I going to proclaim by experiencing this adversity so that I know that there can really be something beneficial that comes from this? And I remember uh, really clearly 
and I've told the story once before on the show about my cats and and going through the whole experience of having the cat the cat when I was in fifth grade and and the cat being born on the side of my bed and wanting my kids to go through the same same thing. So when we got our cat and she got pregnant, the you know we had the kitten that was born on the side of the bed. My son was in fifth grade. The kitten was born on my daughter's the bed. So it was all the same. But the thing that I forgot about was that our cat, when I was growing up, died on Christmas, and then that pattern repeated itself. And I knew in that moment, through that adversity, that something really huge was there, and. Through my tears, through the difficulty of not sleeping on Christmas Eve and knowing that I had to wake up on Christmas morning on Christmas morning and tell my kids that our beautiful little kitten Mariposa had passed in the night, that I knew something valuable was going to come. And I asked, I said, please tell me what this is about. I know it's trying to get my attention. And it was, Fee, you got everything you asked for. So thus, it really taught me the power of my words. So through that tremendous adversity, through that difficult experience, I learned the value and power of words. And I, I speak about it, teach about it. Um, I coach about it. I speak in, in, in groups about it as well. The third step in navigating adversity is to focus intently on the outcome. What do you want to happen? What do you want to happen? As you see where you are right now, where do you desire your life to be? Declare, proclaim that outcome. Now, you may already know what your declaration is. And if you do, go ahead and write it out and take a moment to write it out right now. Say it out loud over and over and over again. And in my son's case, he's happy, he's thriving. Carry it around in your pocket, in your wallet, put it up on your wall, in your car, on your bathroom mirror when you first see it in the morning, when you first wake up. Write your declaration, write your proclamation, put it everywhere. Surround yourself with what you're proclaiming and declaring for your life beyond the adversity because you want to constantly remind yourself of the value, the good that, it, it, that can come, the outcome that you want to see. What does your life look without the adversity? What does, here's a fun question to comp, contemplate. What does your biggest life look like? What's your biggest life? Not your life, you know, as, as you go through kind of the end of this year or whatever, but what's your biggest life look like? The biggest part of you, the biggest life, what does that look like? Write down your goals of of your life without the adversity and also kind of imagine and dream one year from now, my life will look like this. Again, using your mind, using your imagination to see beyond the adverse times that you are experiencing right now. So once you've got your proclamation down, once you are really... Um, taking hold of the vision of what you want your life to look like beyond what the difficult times are. The fourth step in navigating through adversity is to mind your mind. Mind your mind. And what does it mean to mind your mind? It simply means to be aware of where your thoughts go 
as you contemplate your stressor. Now, remember, folks, this is really, really important to understand that your thoughts oftentimes will take you down a spiral into greater stress, particularly if you are making assumptions about the stress. So be clear in minding your mind. Um, You can do this when you're driving. You can do this when you're doing laundry. You can sit outside and allow your awareness to be focused on your thoughts. This really requires the opportunity for you to be introspective, to turn off your cell phone, to not check into Facebook, and just to be with yourself so that you can allow this awareness, allow yourself the opportunity and the experience to focus on your thoughts. And what's fascinating about this, and I I went about a month ago to a meditation class and um, it, it was given by a, uh, a gentleman, a guru who was trained in India, and they would meditate for 10 or 12 hours a day. And so this class, we, we sat for an hour, and you really see and understand how undisciplined your mind can be. Your thoughts are going to give you clues about what you're focusing on. And then I want you to go back to step three so that you can focus on your outcome. Go back to what your desired outcome is rather than what's actually going on. And again, Sonia Riccati in her book, um, uh, what's her book called? I can't remember it right now. Bounce Back, that's what it's called. Um, She says that it's not the external situation that's causing your suffering. It's your thoughts about the situation that are causing your suffering. Your thoughts are causing your suffering. So if you want to change the suffering, you first have to change your thoughts. So look for your thoughts that are steeped in assumptions. In my own recent experiences, I've had to ask myself on many occasions if I'm experiencing the truth or if I'm making assumptions. And believe me, I still will go into making assumptions and sometimes catch myself. I was talking to my husband the other night and he said, let's not make any assumptions about that. And I said, yeah, you're right. And it was a great reminder to not make some assumptions. So if you're making an assumption about your particular adversity, then look to change your thoughts about it. Also, start to look for the silver lining in the situation. Remember, there's always a seed of grace in every difficulty. Always, always, always. And I remember reading the book Zen and the Art of Happiness several years ago, written by Chris Prentice. And Chris talked about a really, really difficult situation that he had with his son who happened to be a heroin addict. He dealt with so many, many challenges with his son, and his son was in and out of rehab constantly. And uh, he even, Chris Prentice even took his son to the woods and isolated him in the woods for nine months. And he did so many different things to help and support his addicted son. And if any of you know anyone who's been addicted to heroin, it's a really difficult thing to to crack. And for those people that do, I I give them tremendous credit. In fact, I asked someone who who was a former heroin addict, what does it feel like? Because I've never done even aspirin, so I haven't taken any drugs. And I said, what does it feel like? And he said, 
trying to get off heroin is like the worst flu ever fee. It's like having the worst flu times 1,000. So the one thing that Chris Prentice said to himself was, what good can come of this? He focused on the outcome being a good one. What outcome are you focused on in your adversity? Do you have an end goal in sight? Look to your ideal outcome and keep your sights focused on that. Put notes around your house, your office, your car. Remind yourself daily of your outcome. In Prentice's case, after 20 years and countless relapses, his son finally remained clean and sober and now... Here's the cool part. The father-son duo run a very successful drug and alcohol clinic in California to support others who are going through the same experience. So the rehab clinic is such an amazing thing that has come from this tremendous adversity and it's helping and supporting so many people and they are doing it together. So we're going to take another quick break and we're going to come back to this fifth step in navigating through adversity. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I dot com, and find out more today because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fima Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back and we're talking about navigating through adversity. And so we've been through the first four steps and so we talked about, about um, finding where inside your body you're holding on to stress and identifying that stress within you. And then shifting your mindset about the stress by proclaiming its 
value, knowing that something great, huge, amazing, way bigger than you is coming out of this. Because darn it, you're not going through this stuff just for no reason. Um, Focusing very intently on the outcome so that you can take what it is that you want and proclaim it. And then also minding your mind. And, and as, you, if, as you've listened to this show, if you're a loyal listener, you know that I really enjoy talking about thoughts and love the idea of um, spending, in, for me, spending time in silence, spending time in meditation so that we can understand the value of our thoughts and where our thoughts are taking us in our lives. And then redirecting those thoughts to go into you know, um, the, the outcome, what it is that we want. So now we're going to move into the fifth step in navigating through adversity. And that is to accept what is, or in other words, we also want to say it as a, from a place of having no resistance. So I like to always come from the positive perspective. So accepting what is, is kind of more of a, a favorite statement of mine. And I was talking earlier about the book Zen and the Art of Happiness. And Chris Prentice um, went through a tremendously adverse time with his son being addicted to heroin. And after 20 years, they finally got him clean and sober. And because of that horrific experience, they're now really being of service to so many people and being able to um, serve the community by having a really beautiful rehab clinic where they they don't just focus on getting people off of drugs, but they they focus on a a very holistic experience there of mind, body, spirit combinations. There's a very spiritual twist to what it is that they do. So also in the book, Zen and the Art of Happiness, Chris Prentice talks about having no resistance to what's going on in your life. Now, there was a, an example um, when the car, he, his car got a dent in it, uh, on it. Chris said, rather than getting upset about the dent, uh, because the dent was obviously his reality, instead what he said was, well, I guess that dent was meant to be there. And it was fascinating for me to read that to really say, okay, this book's called Zen and the Art of Happiness. So really understanding this idea of no resistance. Um, because shortly after I read that, my son pulled my car out of the garage and didn't leave enough room to make um, it past his car. And he dented the side door of my car. And I remembered what the book said, and I got a chance to practice it. And look at that dent as really being a part of my reality, a part of my car. In fact, I still haven't fixed it because it's a reminder to me to know that not everything is perfect. And I can still look upon that dent as a reminder to say, hey, it's just a dent. It's no big deal. And Sonia Riccati states that resistance to what is causes suffering. The bottom line is that resisting what is going on in your life and fighting it in your mind, saying that it shouldn't be this way or saying that this is wrong, it won't help you to bounce back quickly. So really looking at taking off and removing any resistance to your adversity is essential. It's the fifth step in navigating through this. So make sure that in 
your mind, you're not struggling with the idea that, hey, this shouldn't be happening. And that's that's a lot easier said than done. I know sometimes I'll go into that mindset of, hey, it shouldn't be this way, but guess what it is. And so looking at not wasting your thought energy on that, I think is a really um, valuable thing to remember in your mind. The, st- the sixth step in navigating through adversity is letting go. And this is, some people ask me a lot about letting go and what this whole idea of letting go is and how specifically to do this. And so what I decided to do was to give you a real life, real life coaching example of uh, someone that I coached through the process of letting go and, um, and also of not having any resistance either. So... I'll start here. A few years ago, I had a client and he was in love with a married woman. And it was a really difficult situation for my client because his, the married woman who he was in love with was a very devoted Christian and she was devoted to her faith, her Christian faith. The problem with it was, however, it's that she was really miserable in her marriage And her husband was emotionally abusive and also became at one point physically abusive with her. And so in her case, she had this huge tug of war going on in her head, which said that her faith was really about staying married and being in this marriage. But her heart was saying she really should not have this abusive situation and in that the abusive situation was really far from being in love. My client was on what appeared to be a real losing end of this experience. And um, it was so fascinating because when he first sat down and sat on my purple couch, he said that he was kind of a jerk and these were his words, and I think I've mentioned him before, and that he was not very forgiving at all. And um, I, I, last week, I think I might have said something, or two weeks ago, I might have said something about that. I really enjoy people who tell me things like that because I never, ever believe them. Because this guy happens to be just really loving, very, um, very caring human being, but he was jaded at the time. So... Um, he was kind of on this, the losing end of this situation, but he really wanted this love with this woman who he really couldn't have. Um, this woman happened to leave her husband um, not just once, but twice, and then connected with my client. She left my client, went back to the husband, came back. It was kind of a ping pong effect of a relationship back and forth and back and forth. And, um, you know, they, I remember the one time they were making plans to have a happy life together. And all of a sudden this client of mine walked into my office and he, you know, fell onto the couch and said, she did it to me again. And he was just absolutely devastated. And of course, we had to go through a lot of process work in order for him to be able to kind of forgive. But it was such an adverse situation for him. And so part of the emotional clearing work with him, we decided to go into the experience of letting her go. 
he uh, connected to his very wise knowing self and he received this very important advice from his wise self that um, he should let her go. And I'm going to admit to all of you that I wasn't even sure what the outcome would be, what the best and optimal outcome would be if he let her go and broke off all communications with her. But I really trust in the wisdom of the body and I trust in the in the knowing space that each of my clients have as they go through their own emotional process. And I trust so much in their wise selves. So what happened was he followed through and he decided to cut off all communications with this married woman. He even eventually found another woman. And on paper, I have to tell you, this woman looked like the ideal partner for him. She was younger, really beautiful. She had a bright future ahead of her. And even though he was with this young beauty, she was truly the kind of the arm candy, if you can get this vision in your head. He really, I asked him, I said, when you're with her, when, when you're with the woman that looks like the ideal partner for you, where, tell me where your thoughts are. And he shared that his thoughts were always with the woman who was his married love interest. So what happened next with this client was really, truly amazing because after that married woman left her husband twice and came back to my client and he forgave her the first time and then swore up and down that he could never forgive her the second time ever, ever, ever. She was, he was able to f- forgive her again for this betrayal. And um, he kept his agreement. He let her go. And eventually, eventually, the married woman had a total change of heart. She realized that going back to her husband was a mistake because she had no further connection with him and she was no longer willing to stay in a in an abusive um, relationship with him and so eventually she filed for divorce and left her husband and came back so my client after letting her go let her back in and now the amazing thing is that they're very happy They just recently got engaged and they're planning a beautiful wedding together now. And they're just, they come, they come together, they come to my office um, and about once a month I see them because they both travel quite a bit. And um, it's amazing to see their loving connection and how beautiful their love is. Sometimes we let others affect how we feel as well. Again, it's not what others do or say that makes us feel the way we do. It's our thoughts about what people are saying and doing that are affecting how we feel. And so what I always love to say is um, don't let anyone rent space in your mind. Don't let anyone rent space in your mind. Just let it go. Simply put, shift your thoughts and then you will begin to shift how you feel. So look to your thoughts first, and then you can begin to shift how you feel. Always the thought precedes the emotion, so look to your thoughts first. 
So when we come back, I'm going to be talking about the seventh and eighth steps in navigating through adversity. And we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I.com, and find out more today, because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back talking about navigating through adversity. And today we're covering eight steps to help and support all of you out there to be able to navigate through your adverse times. And we're on step seven. And the seventh step to navigating through adversity is to give thanks for your adversity and to be grateful for you being able to handle it so well. This is a really important um, step in faith, which is belief in the unseen and just putting things out into the universe that allows you to be really crystal clear about knowing and having faith and driving that faith forward that everything's going to be okay in your life and in your world. It's really important to remember, and I always tell people, love vibrates at the highest level. It's a, it's a, it's a really high vibrational level. And it's kind of like, um, and I've given this example before, like going to a rock concert where you're all just up and dancing and singing and just connecting and having fun and really being very present as well. But everybody kind of on the same page, just letting go of any uh, difficulty or stress that's going on, but just kind of being in a concert. And it's it's kind of like, you know, the feeling of being really, truly connected and the feeling of very uplifting energy. 
And fear conversely vibrates at a very low level. You can feel it. You can feel kind of the tension and the strife and the difficulty of fear when you're walking into a room. You know it. You feel it. When someone kind of disconnects from you, when someone um, kind of shuts your energy off, you can feel and sense that withdrawnness and you know that and you know and sense and other people can feel that withdrawn sense as well, that energetic withdrawal. And so love, peace, joy, gratitude, happiness, these are all the absolute highest vibrational states that you can manage and maintain. So if you remember, one of the quickest things to start making your shift into a much greater um, ability to be able to navigate yourself through adversity is to get yourself to live from those states and you'll begin to attract what you want, what you desire. So let me just give you an idea. One of the things that I like to do to really get myself energized and ready for my show is I do sit uh, silently in um, in silence. I particularly, if I have a guest, connect to the guest. I ask that we speak the, the through the voice of inspiration when we're together. Um, that we ask the great questions that the audience wants to know about and what's going to benefit um, the audience members. And you know I, that's really important to me. But in addition to that, in order to get my vibrational level up, I will oftentimes just put one of my favorite songs on right before I go on the air, just so that I can take care, maintain my level of energy, and be sure that it's coming from the highest possible place that I am coming from, especially if there's been stress and difficulty in my life. So I want to uh, assure you that there are kind of instant, quick quick uh, results that you can get when you just kind of get your mind off of the difficulty and into, um, into a greater, higher uh, vibrational level. Um, one of the things I say is thank you. Thank you, God, for the love, the support to shift this difficulty easily and effortlessly. Those are some of my favorite words, easily and effortlessly. Thank you for all the love that I feel, for the support that I feel, for the joy that I feel, and the power, the true empowerment that I feel as a result of being able to successfully navigate through this adversity or stress. And that's a really great thing to do. Again, um, being very presumptive in what's going on in your life so that you can successfully move through the stress. Now, the eighth and final step that we're going to be talking about in navigating through adversity is to remember to be focused in the present moment. In fact, years ago um, on a calendar that I had, um, it said, stay focused in the ecstatic now. And that was that always kind of really struck a chord with me. So catch yourself being focused in the now and pay attention to how you feel when you notice yourself in that space. Remember, it's not your thoughts that are causing, or it's not the stress that's causing you stress, it's the thoughts that are attached to the stress that are causing you that stress. 
It's almost as if you can focus all of your attention on one specific moment and feel the stress start to melt away. Then if you string those moments together more and more, you can begin to feel stress-free in those moments. I was walking yesterday and I saw an odd looking bird on a lamppost on Roosevelt Road in Geneva. And I remember yesterday being so fully present and I watched this bird and its amazing view from high atop the lamppost. It was so amazing to just feel the power of the presence at that moment. It was kind of like really embracing that ecstatic now. I've made the suggestion to my clients to connect to this presence. I remember one client years ago was a middle child. She was smack in the middle of four girls. And although she loved her sisters, she really had some issues with them. Any insecurities that she had seemed to surface in the presence of her sisters. And the funny thing is that she went on a sister's vacation every single year. So it was important for her to clear up her difficulty with her sisters. So we explored this idea and gave a voice to the tension that she felt so that she could express it freely without judgment. And one of the things that we had her do, and it was kind of her idea, it was kind of funny, is um, we just allowed her to be present. And in her mind, she said, I want to focus on my rear end, my derriere, my buttocks. We made a joke out of the situation. Where's your butt? And it made her laugh and it, it allowed her to shift out of her mindset, that horrible mindset with her sisters so that she could be fully present. And I remember her returning from one wonderful vacation where she saw a beautiful waterfall and she got that very um, beautiful art of being fully present, which made her feel the, the presence of the divine. So I'm going to take a quick moment to review these steps to navigating through adversity. Identify where in your body you hold stress. Shift your mindset to proclaim the value of your adversity. Focus on your desired outcome and see, feel, and remind yourself about your life as you're completely through that adversity. Mind your mind, look at your thoughts, and continue to bring your thoughts back to your desired outcome in step three. Accept what is, eliminate resistance to what is. Let go, trust that the outcome is already complete and that the universe has your back and is taking care of all the details. Give thanks for the adversity and give thanks for your ability to navigate through it with ease and grace. And finally, focus on the now, the ecstatic presence of now. And as I look at my own life and how I deal with adversity, I realize that some of these steps may be easier than others in the process. As always, I believe that having a coach or a support system to help you to gain a greater perspective on your adversity is a really quick and wonderful way to help you through adverse times. I trust that you received value from receiving these eight steps and navigating through your stress. And I invite you to offer your feedback about how you use these steps in dealing with your own stress just shoot me an email at fee at directconnectcoaching.com. Thank you for being a participant in the show today or a listener, I should say. Thank you to our men and women who serve our country and its citizens. And most importantly, thank you to our ever-growing and expanding listening audience and also for sharing the good news of empowerment. I wish you all a very inspired week. I'll be back with you next week. Have a great one. (music) 
Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. Thank you.